On this episode of Resi Week, Crestron scales back Infocom, selecting your level of risk and 24-7 video monitoring. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 295, 24-7 Cloud. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Access Networks. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my closest friends. First, we have the original sister, Heather Sidorowicz. She is the president of Southtown AV. How are you doing, sis? I am doing well. Keeping on, keeping on. Thank you so much for, for being here. It's, it's been a minute. It has. It's been a long time. You've been busy with stuff. It's great. Sorry about that. No, no, no. It's all good. There's a backstory. Yeah, unlike but... Canada, we can actually do business Shut now. up, Bradford. <laughs> that right there is my brother from another mother, Mr. Bradford Ben. He is the founder of Advisus. How are you doing, Bradford? I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm on my. I'm in my super secret hideaway in a non-disclosed safe location, double vaccinated and wearing masks. So I shouldn't tell people where you are. Do you know where I am? I have a pretty good idea. Go ahead and guess. Nope. Nope. Not falling for that. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to kick this off with a story that comes to us from TV. Crestron is scaling back their Infocom 2021 presence. Uh, they're going to send a small experience team to Infocom 2021 in Orlando uh, to make in-person meetings safe, and uh, they're going to cancel all demos, all pieces of training, and all panels. The small team is going to meet with partner industry peers with a smaller socially distanced booth. Uh, as they stated, the timing for a full-scale Crestron trade show presence with our marquee booth, industry-leading trading, and legendary party is not yet right. Uh, they're also going to launch a cross-country road trip uh, to get even closer to their <laughs> their industry partners and peers. Heather, let me let me start with you on this. This is the latest in uh, a slow, slowly growing list of vendors that are either modifying plans or not uh, straight up attending Infocom in Orlando. What is this? This is kind of. Some of the other announcements were big deals, right? Sony, Legrand, etc. Um, those are big deals. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay their their announcements as well. But Crestron is kind of known for that massive booth right as you walk, in, when you walk in. The blue shirt army of people uh, that you have to to wade through to to get anywhere else in that anyway. that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying that for me. Um, what does it mean that they're they're coming with a a small team, a smaller booth? Does that do you, do you think that has a, a major impact on the show at this point? Yes. <laughs> um, I, when I first read the article, I actually thought that they were going to kind of bring it's it, when they said scale, scale down. I saw it as, oh, if anyone can do meetings, it's Crestron. I mean, mm -hmm. what a great way to bring in small, intimate meetings. You could clean the space in between. So I thought they were still bringing some product. I've since found out they are bringing no product. So when they say they're just bringing like 10 people, they're just bringing 10 people. It's just going to be a big, empty space on the show floor. Um, I look at this as a major domino in what will happen to Infocom this year. 
And I think Infocom's done really well in doing everything they could humanly do. Um, I've downloaded the app myself. You have to have a picture of your license, a picture of your vaccine, your vaccination card, um, plus so social distancing, plus masks. So pretty much they put in every protocol they could possibly put in with, I suppose the only step further you could go is everybody rapids test on the way in, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, it's, uh, it, it makes me sad. Um, I think that I think that there is a way to do it and still keep it safe, um, but it will be what it will be. Bradford, there again to Heather's point, she's saying this is going to be a domino effect. I'm curious how much of a domino effect it, it, it'll be. I don't think it's going to be the rush up that CD Expo was, where like two weeks out. Yeah like flies it was it was like shooting fish in a barrel everybody was just we're not announcing till they announce but when they announce we're gonna announce like the scuttlebutt was ridiculous i haven't heard that same level here um you you live in the the great state of florida what do you uh, is does the feeling on the ground have any effect on this is this still going to be vendors just just kind of punting until vegas 2022 i think a lot of it is which news source you choose to listen to uh and i don't say that to turn this into a political issue but to me statistics are like bathing suits they cover just enough to hide the the fun stuff but reveal enough to make it interesting <laughs> so now I'm visualizing you in a Speedo. Uh, don't do that. It, it's hurting, yeah. trust me. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that that's a lot of it. I can easily make the argument that it's safe to come. I can also easily make the argument that it's not safe to come. And you can find the truth somewhere in the middle. So I think on the ground, it is still a decisive issue. Uh, there are still in the state of Florida lawsuits about can school districts require masks in school. Mm -hmm. There's lawsuits where DeSantis, who's the governor, wanted to prevent me from asking if my customers had been vaccinated, which we won't go into the whole First Amendment rights and right to do business with who you want, etc., mm -hmm. but not very legal, uh, as Norwegian Cruise Lines proved. But then you have other things where, as Heather said, Infocom's being safe. I will go to the Infocom trade show floor. I am not going to go out to dinner and sit in the bar and do all those other things because that, to me, is the bigger risk. Now, having said that, it's no bigger risk than going out to dinner and sitting outside in Toronto. As much as I joke about who needs to have what information, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's no different than any other state. And the reason I'm not going to go out is because I've seen too many Florida, too many people in Florida having their first, second and third drink and losing social distancing and masks and all that <laughs> stuff. And so that's a lot of it. But it's no different than when the trade shows in Vegas and someone has too much alcohol. Mm -hmm. They do stupid stuff. Brad, so, you, you've been to CES, right? Yeah. Have you had the CES flu? Yes, I've had the con crowd. Right? So the CES flu is the kind of the way I, I would equate this. When we went, the last time I went to CES, we were 
and this is long before our pandemic, um, we were in such as my husband and I had both gone and we made such a point to wash our hands a million times and not touch our face. And lo and behold, magically, we didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same kind. I mean, it's really down to basics. And but I think that we forget about the basics and everything's become about liability. And so it's it's an easy answer to pull out because once it becomes about the lawyers, nobody wants to play anymore. And there's the other thing, which is if Crestron had pulled out, say, nine months ago and pulled an Extron, so to speak, of the we're doing roadshows for the same cost instead, no one would have blinked an eye. Yeah. It would have been the same uproar about Extron pulling out, but no one would have thought about it. From my standpoint, having worked for a manufacturer, Infocom is going to be a pitfall of risks beyond COVID. COVID has the risk of can you require an employee to go there? What about vaccinations? What about all this stuff? But then when you look at it, people are like, well, look how expensive it is to have a booth. And I'm like, no, no, no. The booth is not the expensive part. The expensive part is airfare, hotel, food, Mm -hmm. entertaining, all that stuff. And if you're not shipping product, you don't have money coming in. Now, I'm not saying anyone's in financial hardship, but the two go together. I can't bill you for something I haven't shipped. And at the same time, if you're Crestron, do you want to have 60 people there getting yelled at for not having product? And the part about that, though, is while the roadshows are great, it's more time away. So if I go to only Infocom, and this is our busiest year on record by double, I'm taking three or four days to get away for Infocom. I could see, I could have seen multiple different products, seen what's out there, visited a bunch and, and check them all off. I think it's such an easy answer for the manufacturers to say, oh, well, we'll just do a roadshow instead. But what they forget is for us or companies like us, we can't afford to do, you know, seven different roadshows. And, and that becomes the problem. Well, and, and that's always the, that is always the perfect argument for anyone who's like, the big shows are going away. It's like, yeah, except I can do, do you know how much I can do? Matt, you've seen my schedule. The I know your that schedule. I schedule myself at these yeah. shows. Like, yeah. it is, I see as much as I can You see everybody hours. in three days. So you, mm-hmm. so you book a week, you lose that week, and you're done. That's the whole reason I, I went to trade shows when I was working for Harmony. It wasn't right. to work the booth. It was the meetings. Yeah. And if you're looking at selling into, where now we can't get products, so we're looking at selling into next year. And there's all sorts of new AV magic that's coming out, but you can't see it. You yeah. can't experience it. And I don't care how pretty your spreadsheet is. It do, it's not the same. No, no. And, and even when they do a road show, um, I know for us where, where I'm located, usually I have to travel to get to said road show. But when they do a road show, it's a, it's a tabletop. Right. So you talk to, in this case, and, and we'll use Crush because they're the story we're talking about. They have how many products? So for that tabletop show, that little road show, even if it's a big one, where they're where they're renting a you know a, a little hall in a hotel, they're bringing what thirty products? Right, Crestron's not. It's, they're another language. All right, let's let's move on from that for a second. This is a story that comes to us from Mr. Bradford Ben. Uh, you select your level of risk. Uh, it is a wonderful recap of essentially the the different math that works <laughs> in in trying to determine whether attending a, a, a trade show right now is in your best interest 
Um, there has been a boatload of conversation all over Twitter uh, about what's safe and what's not and who's safe and who's not and all of that jazz. Bradford, this is a poignant topic specifically because it's Florida. And I'm not yep. I'm not ragging on Florida. I like Florida. But you if, want to trade, I'll move to Canada. You can have my house in Florida. Mm, I'm good today. I also can't get into the country. So there's that there's that issue. Thanks. I can sneak away. Just swim across the river. You know, people say that all the time, but it's not that easy up here. The lakes no, are big. The lakes are I big. Need to do a rope. I could like, you know, catness a rope. Well, if you would just sail your little sailboat, out, we could. I could All right, that. let's let's get back on topic. Made of the mist, Bradford. One of the things that I've I've had issue with, and I've tried to be a little bit quieter on social, has been. I don't know how to say it other than like backbiting. There are people who are perfectly comfortable, and their desire is huge to go to in this case Infocom. Um, and yes, this is a residential show and we're talking a lot about Infocom, but a lot of our listeners go to Infocom. So it matters. Um, and we had the same conversation about Expo two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Then there is a, a boatload of people who are, for lack of a better term, scared to death to go anywhere in general, but specifically to Florida and specifically to Orlando, um, which I'd argue you may want to feel that way normally because it's very swampy. Um, <laughs> But how, how do you how do you go and and determine what level of risk you're comfortable with? How do you make that determination? And it sounds funny. That's a hundred percent a you thing. My opinion is just showing what's the math I used and giving you some tools to make an informed decision. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that people could decide not to go because there's no no vendors there. That's fine. People can decide not to go because having a one in eight chance of not being vaccinated and catching COVID and going through the airport and all that stuff is fine. It's, to be honest, it's just like, do you decide to ride a motorcycle or you decide to drive a car? It's that same level of risk. What are you comfortable with? And people go, well, I'm missing the point. It's about when not exhibitors are going to be there and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not making that decision for anybody. I'm giving you tools. You can decide to go. You can look at what vendors are going to be there. You can decide the plane flights are too expensive. You can decide you don't want to get on a plane and are going to drive. There's all sorts of permutations to it. And that's one of the things that is kind of interesting about the whole thing is there is no one answer. I don't have kids. I don't have to worry about getting my kids sick. Matt, you might worry about getting your three little younglings sick, which I wouldn't worry about. Mm -hmm. But it's a different risk. You know, Heather is a business owner. She might have the same risk of business continuity. Maybe there's something to be said for that. I look at it as, you know, I have a 1 in 947 chance of dying in a car crash. And I, yet I still go outside and get in a car. It's what's that level of risk you're willing to take. And for most of COVID, I've been doing that for everything. Is it worth going to the movie theater to see this movie? Mm -hmm. Well, I need it on the big screen. If I go, it's two hours. I'm going to go to show. Yeah, I need yeah. it on the big screen. Don't gloss over that. That's the key point. I need it. But, 
You know exactly what I mean, though. I do. But versus going and seeing a movie that's not cinematically necessary for the big screen and might have more people there, it's that same decision. And one of the things I I highlighted, and I didn't go through all of it in the article, is, you know, there are some pretty smart scientists who sat down and figured if you get, if you want to have a one in a million chance, or is it 1%, I forget, of catching COVID, here's your risk factors and you decide how to count them. And that's basically what all of this is. You know, like I said, I'm not going to go out to dinner. Why? Because to me, that's a higher risk environment. And it has nothing to do with the Infocom people. It's the fact I live in Orlando and I haven't been out or picked up food in a long time because I am concerned about the other people I don't know about. Bradford, how's your mental health right now? Excuse me? How's your mental health? And I say this honestly, like I, I fear for all the people who aren't going out and aren't doing these things. Like we are humans are mostly social creatures and we've taken all this away to mitigate risk. But the, what's happening on the other side is depression is at a all time high, anxiety, all these other pieces because we're not connecting. We're not, you know, you go out to eat. It's a very relaxing, you know, great moment depending on who you're with. If you're with me. <laughs> um yeah, so how, like, so, I, and you don't have to answer that question, but that's the other side that I feel that nobody's really talking about. And I think that there there are things I'm doing to be careful about that. I have a front porch that has an outside couch on it, and I invite friends over that I know and trust, and we sit out on the front porch, and we, you know, enjoy each other's company and perhaps have a fine adult beverage and possibly pick up dinner from a place we both trust. Uh you know, so we're doing that. The other the other thing is, like you said, people are losing social skills. I agree. People need to go out and do things. Uh, and it is it is a challenge. But, you know, I'm still picking up the phone and talking to people. Uh, people I like, Matt, not you. I, uh, I understood. But, no, I agree. It's, it's a challenge. And to me, that's one of the reasons going to Infocom makes sense for me is the I'm going to get out of the house for a little bit and see people, but I'm going to minimize my risk by not going to a bar or going to a restaurant. And that's all it is. And this, this, I could write this exact same article and cross off Infocom, put down Cedia, put down Plaza, put down, you know. Any event. Any a event, car show. I, yeah. ISE, you know, a movie premiere, any of these things. And it all, it's all about your level of risk. That's. All I was saying, I wasn't trying to make it all about, is the show worth it, is it not? That's your decision. Heather, one of the biggest things, and I'm glad you brought up the mental health side, because one of the concerns I've had in, in following this, this conversation and this debate has been how quickly people tend to, especially in our industry, where for a long time our online community was was really strong. And there was there was little grudge matches over AV over IP or, you know, whatever else it is, AV as a service, um, Mr. Joey. But <clears throat> for the most part, everyone was pretty friendly. This has kind of brought out a different side of people. And we're seeing oh. people that typically would have a very professional adult, you know, understanding of, how to behave online, how to communicate with others online, and how to 
realize that not everyone thinks like you. <laughs> and that doesn't make How it... How boring of a world that would be if everybody thought like Crazy. And it doesn't... Oh, it would be amazing. It doesn't necessarily make them wrong or make them bad people or even make them different. They just maybe don't agree with you on whatever topic it is. You know, I, I think that, that comes from perspective a lot, too. I, there's a line that's been drawn in the sand. When COVID, you know, hit in March, it, I, we shut down for maybe a week, maybe two. Mm -hmm. But to continue the business, we got back out there. And we continued to work the entire time. We didn't mm -hmm. have the whole sweatpants moment. I mean, I am more burnt out this year than I've ever been in my entire life. I'm having a hard time with that. Because I haven't had the chance to catch up. I you know, There is no trips or vacations. There's not, you know, because we're so busy. But we've been out in the wild the entire time and safely. So we're, um, we had been doing the, um, all the employees were checking in. Now they're they feel, feeling good, taking temperatures, providing masks, washing hands, all of those precautions. And at the same time, we're out in the wild. So it's a very different perspective than... Um, somebody else who worked from home the entire time mm -hmm. and was in his basement or his office and wasn't going out and all he's watching is the news, either side of the news, that's telling you if you do go out, you're going to die. So now all of a sudden that person thinks I'm the bad guy because how dare I go out in public and I don't want to see you anymore, Heather, because you're out in the wild. It's, it's this crazy line, but what choice did I have? Let go of my business? You know, let my employees go? No, it's... My newest business way is uh, uh, outwit, outlast, and outplay. I mean, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go until we get voted off the island. So yeah, it, it is a very interesting place um, that we are in society, and and I think it comes from. I really think it, it stems from perspective. All right, let's let's change topics briefly um, and and talk about some residential AV stuff for a second. This comes to us from CE. Pro, a survey finds that 41% of smart home security customers are also purchasing video services. Uh, according to the NPD group, many smart home security customers will find services like 24-7 video re camera recording and monitoring to be well worth the cost of a service plan. Heather, uh, one of the things that I, I find interesting with this is that in our, in our business, we're finding that we're selling more video surveillance, then we're selling alarms. Now, again, that's not a big part of our business, so it, it might not be a fair number, but customers are more apt to buy and pay for any sort of service plan that includes video versus just an alarm-based system. Are we seeing a shift to more you know, video focus and, and that being considered the forefront of security opposed to the traditional you know, alarm keypad and sensor? So we don't do alarm. So it's hard for me to speak to that exact experience, except we do some security. Um, and it is, I think it, it, that's definitely taken an uptick. Um, I think it's a lot to do with, there's so much more available. So the end user is seeing, you know, ring on Amazon and Nest cameras. And then, so they have an idea of how simple or that it's out there, that they mm -hmm. can have this experience from their phone and they can be, well, if they leave their house, if they're the sort that leaves their house, they could check on it um, why, why they were away. Or they can sit um, in the basement and, and look outside. Or they could, yeah, they, someone's at my door, I can see who's at my door, I'm in my basement. So yeah, I think that there is, I think it's just the accessibility and seeing that it's out there has it had people asking more for it. Bradford, one of the things that I'm, I'm 
I'd like to see more data on on this on this survey, but it's not there that I was able to find right now. Is how many customers are are willing to purchase essentially what I what I'm assuming is twenty four seven cloud recording versus how many customers are willing to purchase twenty four seven cloud recording plus video monitoring. So I think that is a key item. Uh, so like for instance with Ring, mm -hmm. if you purchase three Ring devices, it's cheaper to get the 24-7 cloud recording and monitoring. No idea what their monitoring does, but it's mm -hmm. cheaper than paying the service for three. But I think a lot of people have this false sense of security from the monitoring and from the 24-7 cloud. Uh, the reason I say this is if someone walks by your door and the sensor goes off on ring and says, hey, someone's at your front door. Great. You might look at it. You might not. After that happens four times a day at the end of the school day, you're going to stop looking and you're not going to catch someone breaking in, so to speak. So I think the false sense of security is if I do the 24-7 cloud Everything that happens, I'll know about, which is true. Mm -hmm. But now you have to watch the 24-7 cloud and have some way of logging when things happen. Now we can get into all the ways this happens and can be done. And technologically, it's not that hard. You put a motion or noise sensor on it, yada, yada, blah, blah, do all that stuff. But I think a lot of people look at it as more secure than it is because... Are you going to watch the inside of your house 24-7 to see if someone broke in? Or would you rather have an alarm with a motion sensor tell you someone's in your house that's not supposed to be there? So I think that it's a false sense of security, but everyone likes it for I can see what's going on at home. And I think it's also different for people who have children. They can see if their kids came home or they can see if there's a problem, which for me... I just want to know if someone's breaking into my house. I use a regular alarm for it, even though I still have ring devices because it makes sense to see who's at the front door without me having to go downstairs. Oh, and it came with the house. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot of that going on that makes it seem more beneficial than it is. But I also see the, you know, nanny cams and pet cams. You know, I helped a friend of mine when she got a kitten set up a nest camera at her house not for security so she, she just wanted to be able cat. to look at her cats from yep. the office yep perfectly valid reason perfectly great use she even has the 24 7 uh thing on there so that way if she sees something cute she can share it perfectly and she can great. talk back and forth to the cat yeah actually she's been there done that yep so <laughs> i think it's i think it has some value i think the 24 7 monitoring is or the 24 7 cloud is kind of like who's watching all the content that goes up to youtube yeah nobody yeah it's like you know if you have four cameras on your house and you watch it at 10 times or 12 times speed every day that's still two hours every day mm -hmm. to watch what happened at your house very much so all right let's leave it there thank you both so much for joining us bradford if people want to connect with you learn more about advisist where can they do that uh, they can find me at advisus.com. They can find my most recent article at advisus.com or at avnation.tv. You also can find me at Infocom at the end of October hosting the Aviation, uh, I guess, coverage. 
coverage? I get to sit in the booth and look, <gasps> get to sit and look important and talk to people. Oh, you are important. It's fine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. see, I'm taking the risk. I like it. I did my math. I, I took like my it. risk. I like it. Heather, my friend, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Southtown AV, where can they do that? Um, Company-wise, SouthtownAV.com. On Twitter, I am tech underscore chi, as in a balance between life and technology. And you can find my writings over on Residential Technology Today. Excellent. Thank you both for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 